0: Hello and welcome to the Ealing 1871 podcast with me, Jeremy Inson. I'm talking to the people involved and bringing you all the news from Ealing Trailfinders Amateur Men's section. I hope you enjoy the show. Ealing, welcome back to the pod. It's been a few weeks, but it's the last one of 2022, and just to wrap things up for the first half of 2022, twenty. 20- Three season. It's our relatively new first team captain, Lewis Stedman. Uh, Lewis, first things first, how's the, uh, how's the kisser? How's the lip? You quite a bruise on that on Saturday <laughs> night.
1: Yeah, thankfully, um, swelling's gone down. It, it was it was actually far from ideal because uh, when I was around 10, 11 years old, I got a really bad cut to the left-hand side of my bottom lip and it's been permanently swollen ever since. So getting a knock on it. On Saturday, there was, con- there was alarm bells ringing there. I might be permanently, have half a Botox lip, but thankfully it's on the way down.
0: Good, good. But otherwise, pretty good day all round. Tell us a little bit about it, the score and the performance.
1: Yeah, yeah, good day. Um, 77-0 victory. Uh, so yeah, Great day. Um, over, Harrow. over Harrow? Yeah, over Harrow RFC, um, who had won, I think, 62-0 the weekend before. Uh, so, good result for us. Um we, were, we had a lot of motivation, we were fired up, because the weekend before, um, when we were away at Tabard and the game got called off, uh, just in the bar afterwards, um, just joining in with some drinks and chatting to people. Uh, we had a few questions about what's going on at E-Links. Obviously, we won the first nine games, went unbeaten. And then it was back-to-back losses. Um, so we didn't really appreciate those questions. So we felt like we had a point to prove to the league on Saturday. So hopefully, um, we've raised a few eyebrows there.
0: Who stood out? Who would you think? Who'd you, who would you say stood out? Uh, for you to
1: uh, the post-match awards as always yeah well yeah so we so normally we award our own man the match um but we did it differently on the weekend and harrow ordered ours and we ordered theirs uh and sure it came as no surprise to anyone in the room uh, my younger brother josh deadman uh score of four tries on the day it uh, was a, a much deserved man the match uh, he's been moved out to the wing in the last two matches uh and to be honest he can play anywhere across the back line but um Wing probably suits him because with those fast feet and that acceleration, all he needs is two, three meters and he and can make some magic. Sprinkle a bit of gold dust. Uh, aside from him, there are some big, big performances in the pack. I uh, have to give props to Reggie, Reggie Elliott Jones, only his fifth game of rugby in his life, uh, second for the first team. Uh, got man in the match against Wasps in, in his first game and uh, was up there for man in the match again on the weekend. Garant Price, another industrious performance from him. He always you know, he's got a full engine on him, can go for 80 minutes. Uh, Who else in the backs? Harrison, Harrison Slater actually had a great game at nine, scored two tries, finished very strongly. Um, and it's great to have that squad depth because obviously he's more used to 10 position. Uh, but Kyle out injured, he, he slots in seamlessly at nine and, and can white magic there. And it's great to see that we have players all around the squad who it doesn't matter who's injured. Anyone can slot him and, and can have a great game.
0: And of course, afterwards, probably more importantly, I don't know, it was hard to keep the focus on the on the match at first, especially with the 12 pubs of Ealing were coming up.
1: Yeah, precisely. Uh, That's a bit of a tradition now these days. Um, the last game of the the calendar year, we always go and often do 12 pubs with Christmas afters, or 12 pubs of Ealing, as I should say. Um, yeah, some sore heads on Sunday morning. Uh, I don't actually think we made it to all 12. Uh, <laughs> one had stopped orders. So we were a bit slow, because no- normally there's about 20 to 25 of us in you can keep things ticking along nicely. But I think that was about 40, 45, maybe even 50. Uh, so great, great numbers, great turnout. Um, but inevitably, a slowed, slowed down process <laughs> a little bit. So I think it was more like 10 fives 10 of Just as much fun.
0: Time. Just as much fun as always, though. No?
1: Oh, absolutely. If anything, more fun. Bigger and better. Roll on next year.
0: Absolutely. Now, you're saying uh, this season, it's it's gone very well. Well, we have Middlesex, Hertfordshire, League Two, isn't it? Second division. Yeah, yeah. That one. Uh, second place one point behind Cheshire, and we played a game more. They beat us 39-5. They were one of the two defeats you spoke of uh, in early November. Uh, how do you sum up? We've got nine nine wins, two defeats. How do you look at the season?
1: Um, yeah, I think it can only be considered a uh, success so far. We came into the season with the goals of promotion, um, and that is still very much in our hands. So, so far, so good. Um, A little bit frustrating given that we had such a great start to the season, um, which culminated in that ninth win on the bounce over uh, local rivals, London Scottish, who are a very talented outfit. Uh, That went right down to the wire. You know, they missed a last-minute conversion to win the game, so that could have been a pretty heartbreaking loss. Um, But off the back of that, confidence was really high, and I'm not sure if maybe we just got a bit ahead of ourselves and we put so much into that game as we'd marked that out as one of the big ones. That we kind of got caught a bit off guard. Um, we were up at halftime at Saris, away at Saris, 14 6. And we said in the huddle, you know, so far it's been pretty comfortable. Like, obviously, they're absolutely still in this game. But, you know, we keep playing where we we are and where we can. We control this second half and we should come away with five points. Um, and unfortunately, we just lost a lot of momentum. Credit to Saracens, credit where credit's due. You know, they, they came back at the start of the second half really strongly. Uh, two quick tries, completely changed the momentum of the game. Um, but yeah, disappointing loss there, and then I think we just kind of compounded that with a um, uh, our worst performance of the season at home to Chesson. Uh Again, credit where credit's due. You know, Chesson they they turned up strong outfit. They're unbeaten in this league so far for a reason. You know, and they they proved that to us on the day. Um, but they got two quick tries at the start of the game, which I think just, you know, really kind of took us as a gut punch, and um, it was something that we never really recovered from. Uh, so there are frustrating elements this season because, you know, it's a case of what if, because if we play how we know we can play, those two losses could have been two more victories in the W column. Um, But that's the nature of league rugby in a league season. You know, you're not going to be at your best every weekend. And it's about making those results when you're not at your best. And if not, then just making sure you come back stronger and, you know, back-to-back victories now, uh, and hopefully we'll build nicely into 2023.
0: Because the return fixture against Chesson is the eighteenth of February. Is that that circled in the diary? Yeah, right?
1: well, it'll be a big, it'll be a big four weeks because we've got um, we've got Scottish away on I think the twenty ninth of January, and then the Tabard fixture that was postponed due to the frozen pitch is and then the following weekend, that first weekend of February. Then we've got Starys at home, which obviously will want revenge there, and then yeah, finally that culminates in Chesson away. Um, hopefully, they're not still unbeaten by then, but they could well be. Um, you know, we're only, if they win their game in hand with a bonus point, we're only six points behind them, so we're well in the hunt for the title. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a massive four weeks um, and that will be what defines our season. That'll be whether we go up, whether we go down.
0: It's funny it's sort of the second half, the 18th of February, end of February isn't it? basically everything sort of finishes for the league and then they go into Cup and then you've got a one more on the 11th of March, haven't you? Almost like we've stopped for the Yeah, six well
1: So I think there was meant to be a week off and then we were meant to play Finsbury Park, um, which we were never going to when the season began because that fixture got moved to the start of the season. Um, But they've also unfortunately pulled out of the league. Uh, So everyone's fixtures with them are now null and void. Uh, So yeah, we have this strange two-week break before then we have the final game of the season. Although given the nature of how the season began with fixtures postponed due to rock-hard pitches due to the summer we had... And now in the last two weeks, fixtures are postponed due to frozen pitches. I'm not even sure if it's going to um, finish on the 11th. We'll have to see. Uh, but it could well roll into the next weekend. You're listening to the Ealing 1871
0: podcast. Bleed green! You mentioned the London Scottish one. Is
1: that fair to say that's
0: the best performance so far?
1: Yeah, I, well, I'd say best best 60-minute performance we put okay. together. Um, we got to a point where we were 17-0 up. That was probably around... 45, 50 minutes. Um then they scored a try to come back into the game, but then we got a few penalty kicks to extend our lead. Uh but then yeah, it was just a pretty crazy 20 minutes to end the game where um we scored. We thought that was it. Um and then they came back, credit to them. You know, I never say die. I scored two tries in about the last two minutes of the game. Uh it was a, a dubiously long second half if you were um wearing green and white. Uh I'm sure not long enough if you were wearing uh, blue and red. Um but yeah, it it was a great 60-minute performance from us and it shows exactly what we're capable of. Um, but we never quite put them to a sword and never put them away and there was always that danger that they'd come back into the game. Uh, and it was a, a stressful last 20, 25 seconds as their kicker stood over that conversion to try and win the game.
0: Where was it? Where was it? the conversion from? Was it out wide?
1: Yeah, so it was about, I think it was about 5, 10 metres in from the touchline. Um, and he, he kicked well, he kicked well in the warm-up. Uh, kicked well throughout the game. Um, and yeah, was wasn't feeling confident that that one wasn't going to sail through the uprights. So, but luckily for us, um, just about a meter or so wide. Um, and you know, it's it's an interesting one to win in that kind of nature because as soon as you see it sail wide, you know, I know we knew it was such a big game in our season that we all we just kind of erupted. Uh, mm-hmm. then you immediately. Almost feel a bit bad because obviously someone's just stepped up there for their for the opposition to try and win the game. Uh but you know, we've got a lot of respect for the London Scottish side. And I think they've got a lot of mutual respect for us because they took it the right way. Uh and you know, there were some beers in the clubhouse afterwards. And...
0: You mentioned a few players earlier from this weekend. Uh this these three, four months, who's stood out uh for you? Perhaps not necessarily, perhaps someone you weren't expecting necessarily to to stand out or to feature
1: quite as much. Hmm. Uh yeah, I mean, for one for sure, Reggie coming in, make, making his first two appearances for the first team, giving us his first ever season to play rugby. And you know, that's his fourth and fifth ever game because he got injured at the start of the season. Uh he's been he's been great. Um, you know, hes it brings that real power to the second row that that you know sometimes we lack and we need. Um and you know, it's great to know that he'll only go from strength to strength as he as he continues to play more rugby and and learns more about the game, you know. And, and becomes a bit more savvy in ways. Um. So he's certainly a standout candidate for that regard. Uh. You know. I have to say, my younger brother. Um. Played played in every game so far. Um. He's very reliable. Uh. Somehow never gets injured. Uh. Very envious of that. Um. And always reliable on the score sheet. Uh. Kyle Beck. He's been injured the last few games, but you know he came out the season hot with uh. He got three hat tricks on the bounce. Um. You know, with some great quality scrum half supporting lines where he's just he always seems to be where he needs to be, right place, right time, uh, to find himself over that whitewash. Um some more actually some more new names. We've had uh Danny Omani and Lawrence Troke join us in the front row, uh, which is great because we have so much depth now in that part of the pitch. Um and with uh you know Pat Nash's uh reputation of of going going off on holiday every now and then on Saturday. Although credit to him, this Saturday, he's made more. Uh, this this season, he's made more appearances than me. So so I can't, I can't lay into him that much. Um, Luke Parry coming back from Cambridge University, uh, slotting in at number two. He's been he's been great. Uh, I could go up and down the pitch. I think Calvin Fitzpatrick's been a revelation this first season in the back row. I don't know what we were doing playing him out on the wing for so long because he's been quality out in the back row. I think a lot of people uh, are asking
0: that question, to be honest. We've I mean, yeah.
1: played down the years with him. And Harry vidler <laughs> coming back in, um, putting in some great performances in the tenture, You know, particularly in that man match uh, in the London Scottish game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could go through the whole squad. Um, I think there's been stand performances from everyone so far this season. Um, and there's lots more to come in 2023, so I'm really excited. Okay, one
0: thing you would you want to improve, you would like the team to improve, challenge it to... Step up a
1: little bit more next next year. Um, probably gonna seem a bit surprising to say this coming off uh, a seventy-seven point outing. Um, but I say to be more ruthless uh, and clinical. Uh, I think where we've let ourselves down slightly is when we're dominating games. Uh, just a small error here or there, it will break down an attack. Um, and we don't get the points that possibly our dominance might say that we deserve um a great example of that is the london scottish game where we had a a great great first half um, really felt like we were on top of them and felt like we deserved a lot of points um and at 39 minutes it was 3-0 and we were going to go into half time 3-0 up and it was purely off the back of a freak uh bit of play where they tried to kick the ball out and it struck one of their players and josh was alive to to dive on it over the try line which got us our first try of the game and put us into halftime, 10 points ten points to nil up. But we felt like that was the least we deserved in that half. Um, and it's a great example of how we need to make sure that when we're up and when we're dominant, we really make that mark on the scoreboard because teams will be able to come back at us like, like Scottish did, like Saracens did, um, if we don't let our dominance show when we have it.
0: What's the biggest thing you've learned since you've been captain?
1: I think probably learned that um, actions go a lot further than your words, um, like uh, the squad's probably all too aware that I talk a lot, uh, maybe sometimes more than I need to, uh, and it's one thing I'm learning that, you know, sometimes it's not about what you say, sometimes you just need to shut up and people need to see what you're doing and how you're applying yourself. Okay, well, obviously Christmas.
0: Not far away now. It's less than a week away. What's the plans in uh, the Lewis household?
1: Yeah, I'm off. I'm off up to well, I'm down to Cornwall tomorrow. I've got the train booked. Um, so my dad, dad moved down there last summer. Uh, he was actually meant to come up to London last Christmas, and then uh, COVID scuppered plans. Um, but yeah, me, my brother, well, Josh, is already down there. I head down uh, tomorrow, and then older brother, he's he's getting. Um, Chaperone down. Dad's coming up to pick him up because he's got the dog. So oh, understandable. I, I, I would not civilized. fancy taking her on the train for five hours. Understandably. <laughs> understandably. Uh, but yeah, so we're down to West Cornwall. There is actually and London Pi London Cornish Pirates amateurs. A uh, they, I think they do an annual Boxing Day game, which I was gonna bring my boots down for. I know Josh has. Uh, <laughs> kind of done my back in, in that horror game, but. Uh, so I think it's rest for me for two, three weeks so I can make sure I'm fit for the first hey, game of the New
0: Year. Take to the waters, the fresh waters of the, the South yeah.
1: <laughs> That'll sort you out. So I'm
0: sure someone down there, one of your cousins, will come out with a pair of boots in your size and even uh, for a 10-minute <laughs> yeah, run. Oh, that'll be great. Any last shout-outs before we wrap things up?
1: Uh, I mean, big shout out to management and the coaches. Um, what they do, It's it often goes, you know, um, unsaid and people don't take a moment to appreciate it. But I know the entire squad is grateful for all they do because there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, um, particularly as I've stepped up to become captain. I've appreciated this season just how much work goes on behind the scenes from a lot of people. Um, so a massive thank you to them. Um, you know, it has been a successful 2022. Uh, I think three, three losses in total for the first team. So you know, that's three more than we'd like, but at the same time, you know, it's not it's not a massive number. So there's a lot to be proud of there. Um, and I'm just super excited to keep this momentum going in 2023, and they'll follow suit with that regard.
0: Fantastic. All right, Louis. Well, thank you. It's been great watching you this season, you guys in action. Um, all it takes is us to uh, say happy Christmas to all our listeners. We'll see you back Cheers. here. In 2023. Happy Christmas Happy Christmas
1: Louis. to everyone. Cheers,
0: cheers. Thanks. Cheers, Louis. Bye now. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all the usual social channels. And remember, bleed green.